You're listening to RIA Collective with your host, Charlie Van Derven, a podcast designed to help financial professionals remove the fear and anxiety around going independent. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of RIA Collective. I'm your host, Charlie Van Derven. I'm excited to introduce my guest today. I'm joined today by Aaron Redman from Ford Financial Group. Um, what's going to be fun about this conversation is Aaron got started before, before finding her way to financial services, um, got started in online media, which has kind of dominated much of my career. So we got some fun things to talk about there. Um, and we're going to get the history of Ford Financial, how Aaron got involved in the industry, and what makes their firm different. We're going to talk a little bit about subscription pricing, which is something that they're trying to work through right now. And I absolutely love because it opens up services for more people um, so that that the folks, Aaron and, uh, and the folks at Ford Financial, can actually provide their awesome services to people who you know maybe don't have those levels of AUM that we're looking for right now, but certainly need the help. So Aaron, I'm a talker, so I'm going to have to shut up. Um, first off, thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate you taking time out of your day to bring some wisdom to our listening audience. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see if I can inspire or help anyone out there listening. Well, you you know, and as we've talked about, right, as we're getting to know each other, um, really our goal here is as much as it is to bring knowledge um, to an experience to, you know, maybe that captive advisor who feels like they're in the wrong environment. Um, it's almost to instill confidence. Like, you know, your mom started the firm back in the nineties, I think you said, and, and we're going to get a little bit of that information. Um, but you know, that it, 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 lots of people have done this before 1990 in the nineties, it was a much more difficult thing to do to prop up an RIA. Um, today, of course, it's a whole lot easier with the technology and the consultants that are out there to help to make it happen. So um, awesome, Aaron, thanks for being here. Let's start, let's start before financial services. Okay. Like what did, what did that look like? And we are, we're pretty, we're, we're close in age. Um, I got started working with advisors back in the late nineties, but it was, you know, it was, it was, a, it was media driven, just, you know, it was media driven at that point. Um, and you were kind of getting started in your career at the same time in, in online mm -hmm. media. Yeah, yeah. When I graduated college, um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And at the time, that's when it was 2000. So it was when the internet was, it was in the boom, I guess you could say, which it never really went to the bust <laughs> a couple of years later. But uh, I found it really exciting. And I was just drawn to it. Um, and it, it worked out. I, I moved to Los Angeles after I graduated from Santa Barbara. And then um, found a job at it was a job boards website at the time called hot jobs yeah, uh and so i was yeah so it was it was funny because it was we were all young and we um you know we're renewing contracts and talking to recruiters and hr departments and helping them fill their job listings and help, and it's right when banner ads were coming out so trying to find ways to find candidates or track them to the company or to the hot jobs website um, 
So I did sales or account management there. So I had clients and then my responsibility was to, you know, upsell and grow the accounts. Um, But um, the way I was able to sell was just based on the relationship. I just, you know, getting to know what their needs were. Um, I wanted the product to work. If it didn't work, uh, we try to find out ways to, you know, help them find success. And, and that's, really how I ended up staying in that industry for quite some time. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun and it was new and it was exciting. And uh, yeah, uh, so I just went for it. That's awesome. I, and I've, I've been, you know, I've, I, I get 1998, I joined 50 below. That's now a Broadridge company, but I think at our height, we probably hosted, we had about 350 employees. Um, we probably hosted, I don't know, 50 or 60,000 websites, a large portion of those for advisors. So now while I wasn't selling banner ads at the time, um, you know, certainly we were kind of, you know, kind of both entered the industry kind of at the same time, I was extremely niched out in financial services, but as, as you're, as you're growing up in online media, of course, you kind of vicariously grew up in financial services too. I mean, this, you know, Ford, Ford Financial Group is is a firm that your mom started, correct? Correct. Yeah, she started in the early nineties. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So it was it was happening long before you even got involved in online media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you see it at that point? I mean, did you know at that point that it was something you were going to be into? I mean, what what was your take on uh, on your mom's firm? Well. Um, I knew nothing about finance. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, both my parents are CFPs. My mom started the firm in the early 90s working with women. And, you know, I'd hear them talk. I didn't really pay much attention. I never put it together that financial advising was very similar to what I was doing, even if it was, you know, working for internet companies in the early 2000s, because it was all based on relationships. And getting to know people and understanding their lives and, and listening to them, um, that's the majority of the position or, or being a financial advisor. And when I thought, I thought it was all math, numbers crunching and data and everything that is not really my strong suit. Uh, again, I, I started from the very beginning when I changed my careers, learning everything about finance and investing. and. Um, but yeah, no, it really is the relationships. That is the majority of the position. And that's why clients stay and that's why clients come to you. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, it is, uh, you know, I, I, we've got a lot of advisors who want to, let's say, flex their brain on knowledge of market, um, mm-hmm. you know, numbers of return and all this stuff. And anytime I've ever you know, I've ever sat in any kind of review meeting, right? It's a lot of clients eyes glaze over when you get into the <laughs> stats behind it all. Whereas if you're focused on what all these stats mean to their life, yep. uh, which is the relationship aspect of it and the knowledge of where they're trying to go, uh, it's it, it creates a stronger bond, definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you have to assume that nobody, or you know, investing in charts and finance and all that is somewhat of a foreign language to people who, you know, have other jobs in other industries. It's not something they really think about um, in my experience and especially younger, my age and younger. um, It's just too much to even know where to begin, I think. Yeah, I I agree with you. Being able to speak to the personal aspects is so, is, is so much stronger. Oh, yes. Uh, 
So is Ford Financial Group still your mom? It was really founded on working with women. Is that still mm-hmm. a big, a big, uh, a big piece of the business? Is that, um, you know, is, is it is it expanded at this point? I mean, you know, we're a couple decades later here. Um, yeah, it's it's expanded. We brought on some advisors. I'd say I want to say there's maybe 15 total of us in the office. Um, everyone's different. Uh, we all work together, but independently. So it's really based on who each individual advisor wants to serve, what niche is theirs. But our business is, um, we still have a lot of the women that were clients um, in the early 90s. So we still attract a good amount of women. Um, also because I, I think me and one other advisor are the only women at the firm. And it, it's hard, there's not many female advisors. And I, I find that you know women tend to gravitate towards other women um, in terms of, because this can be intimidating um, for financial advice, but uh, yeah, everyone's, it depends on their niche. And so we work with everyone really. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Edu- education's kind of at the center of all of it. If I, yes. if I remember from our, our conversation a week or two ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, um, we educate our clients in our meetings. Um, we hold uh, seminars twice a year. We bring in, um, you know, usually a wholesaler, but really interesting topics, anything from healthcare to social security. Um, we even did one on the pandemic, I think. Um, I think it was right after the pandemic, but uh, just little knowledge. Uh, and it's free for our clients. And it's kind of a nice evening for them to sit and really listen on one specific topic. Very cool. Very cool. Um, statistically, I think women are like less than 20% of the industry. Um, I chatted with uh, Pamela Sams, who the episode hasn't published yet, um, uh, but I think she said 13%. She's got a very similar focus. She's in DC, uh, very similar focus in working with newly single women. Um, and, and she mentioned 13%. Uh, so the fact that you guys have a couple of, a couple of female advisors, um, that's, that's really kind of pushing the curve, I would say, you know, I mean, so awesome. Now your, 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 your focus has changed a little bit, um, which brings us to the conversation about a more of a subscription based pricing model. Um, Mm you'd mentioned you're kind of working through that right now. It's not necessarily in place, but I love it. I read like, um, you're working with more of a, a younger audience, which maybe hasn't, mm-hmm. doesn't have that, the assets built at this point. Right. So I think a lot of advisors struggle with the ability to serve a client like that and get compensated fairly for the, you know, for, for what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so. Right. Um, yeah, we've been, we've been, my husband is, I also work with my husband and so we partner together, um, with couples and then, you know, it, it's dependent really on whoever comes in, if they want to work with me, just a woman or both of us or Nick, um, that's, um, sort of how we structure it. But, um, I just, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Oh, the advice pay. That's it. So advice pay. So, um, we've been looking into that. I I found out about it at the focus conference through LPL this past summer, and I've been doing some research into it and, I just find it so valuable. Um, right now, we're we're just trying to figure out my husband and I um, how to price it, um, what how to you know because you can tier it out based on you know if you're starting out in your career, mid career, later on. If say you are in graduate school and you're going to be a doctor and you have all these um, loans to pay back, and, and so you have the potential to make a good amount of money, but you just don't have the assets there. 
Um, Advice Pay is a great way to come in and it's you can set it up as a subscription model. Um, you can do it at a one-time situation. It's pretty flexible from what I've seen. And you can help people who don't may not have assets under management, but you can almost be like a financial coach to them and and help them with cash flow or um, you know anything with their biz, uh, small business um, advice. And maybe they just want some guided advice as they can you know get their financial lives together. And then in, in the long run, you know if you built that relationship and it, it's going really well, um, there's a good opportunity when they do have assets that they can bring those in too. So it, it's almost like um, instead of relying our business only on assets under management, I'm looking for ways to diversify even that and find other avenues to include um, younger individuals. There's there's so many people that need it that that um, for whatever reason you know have, have a difficult time working with an advisor. And I think that's a big one. Is you know if you go to a large firm, right, a, a Morgan or a Merrill or you know the, the, you know name the big firm, um, a quarter million dollar minimum. And, yeah. and to your point, you might have a resident that's walking out of college with a quarter million dollars in school debt. So they're half a million, you know, they're half a million dollars away from that minimum. So being able to provide education and advice um, mm-hmm. to, to people who really need it, but right. on paper can't afford it from an, from an AUM perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kudos to you and Nick and the rest of your team for bringing something to the table that allows these people to, to get professional advice in a, in a non-traditional, in a non-traditional fee structure. I, I think it's great. So. Yeah. It gives, it gives more opportunities for um, those who maybe want the help, um, but feel like maybe they won't be accepted if you will. Um, so. Yeah, I think that's great. So yeah, kudos yeah. to you guys. I don't. So if you're listening on Spotify or whatever your listening platform, you can't see me applauding, but you know, if you're watching, <laughs> you can. I think it's I think it's awesome. Just being able to bring your knowledge and your expertise to an audience that is really starved for it and really needs it, but ninety five percent of advisors aren't available to them for you know mm-hmm. for the for the reasons we talk about. So, right, Erin. Um, there's a few questions I gotta ask. Because I, like, <laughs> sure. I like to ask everybody, right? So your 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 path to financial services is different than most people, mm-hmm. right? Most people maybe met a recruiter at a job fair out of college and went through the big firm path and you know and then and then moved to independence. And so they're gonna have a different experience than you do. But I've got to ask you the same questions, right? So as you transitioned out of that online media career and into financial services, was there anything that you feel like you did particularly well that set you up for success? Um, yeah, I think I didn't. I worked on not letting myself be overwhelmed by everything that I had to learn. I had to take my licensing exams. I had to learn the business. I had to. It was just so new and knowing myself, if I just let all of that weigh on me, I get stuck and not do anything. So what helps me is breaking everything down in small little pieces and focusing on one small goal at a time. And, you know, the other stuff I need to do or learn, it keeps coming in, but I was, I was really good at just not thinking, oh, this is going to take me forever. I'm changing my career at 36. What, what, what am I even doing? You know, those questions would come up. But 
by breaking it down in little small chunks and little short goals, you know, next thing I know, it just builds up and, you know, here I am, it's been 10 years already and I don't know where the time's gone, but I think that's what helped me tremendously and forgiving and being really forgiving with myself. Wow. I got, I got that. I got, I got, yeah. Patient was the word I was going to, I was going to squeeze in there. Right. Um, I got got advice from uh, actually it was a coaching client of mine years ago. And, uh, and they said, you know, essentially you've got to be able to give yourself permission to go slow at something new. Right. Yeah. So if you're doing something new and, and we all get frustrated and we want things to happen very quickly. I think that's, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's something that's bigger today because of our instant gratification with the internet, whatever yeah. else. Um, but we all, we all look for that gratification in a short time period. So um, I agree with you being able to, you know, know where you're headed, but be patient and take each step. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now the flip yeah. side of that question, Aaron, here's the flip side, right? As as you got involved with Ford Financial Group and 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 changed that career, when you look back, is there anything that you think eh, maybe I'd have done that a little bit differently? Um, yeah, you know, I probably wouldn't have studied and tried to take my CFP exam during the pandemic when my kids were home. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did imagine. not. I, I did not pass and. You know, that's just an example of forgiving, being patient with myself. You know, maybe I'll get it down the line, but it just wasn't meant to be at the time. And looking back is when you realize, oh, yeah, that was a pretty stressful period. That's a hard, hard, not that I've taken it. And I'm never, I'm likely to never take it. Um, but, you know, the feedback is what a difficult test that is. And, um, you know, we've got, we've got two teenage daughters at home. Um, we did the pandemic a little different. We bought a travel trailer and hit the road. So they That's did, fun. yeah, they did virtual school. We 10 months, 40 States. We spent the winter in Tahoe and I got a ski season in that I hadn't in a while. So yeah, we had, we had some fun with the pandemic, but I couldn't imagine trying to prepare for something like that, <laughs> Yeah, you know, with, uh, yeah. in, in that environment, how crazy. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, I can, I can see wanting to do that one a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. And and actually, it opened up an opportunity and I went and I'm currently finishing up my MBA and and, and with an emphasis in financial psychology, because that's something else that's new and and being incorporated not only on the CFP exam, but in firms. And I just find it so fascinating. So, you know, even though I didn't pass it at that moment, this opportunity opened up and, you know, I, I just feel like things work out you know, however they're supposed to. So yeah. see the good or the positive in, in something that was a little stressful. Yeah. That's awesome. Keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I want, I want to know a little bit about Ford financial group um, and, and really what the goals for the firm are. We've got a, a listening audience that is largely made up of again, that advisor who might be at a wirehouse and they're like, gosh, I feel like I, you know, I'm, I'm pigeonholed as to how I can serve my clients. Maybe they want to expand a little bit and, and get into an independent space. Um, tell me a little bit about where Ford Financial Group is headed and, you know, perhaps we've got some listeners that have an interest in it. Yeah, well, we're, we're a part of LPL, um, and we're in Fresno, California. Um, we are, so my mother retired or semi-retired, um, she still has trouble not working, which is funny, (laughs) but (laughs) so she's kind of, she stepped back and then, you know, we have, uh, 
the younger generation, I guess, if you will, is, is taken over. Um, and yeah, I, like I feel, it feels almost like it's a rebirth of the firm. Uh, we have a younger generation coming in, and we we do you know look for advisors. We are open to growing. Um, you know, the main thing with us, I believe, um, and I don't I don't do any of the hiring or recruiting, but um, you know, if you have a book of business and you want to be independent and you want to work through LPL, um, you know, we would definitely talk uh, with each advisor and, and see if it's a fit. And um, so we're, we're definitely open um, to expanding into the future. And, and as we start this next uh, leg of the, the Ford Financial Group journey. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, if we've got, if we've got, you know, listeners who want to reach out and have a question for you, your story resonates with them. Aaron, are you okay if they reach out? Oh yeah. Yeah. I understand what it feels like to be frustrated and feel like you are almost an imposter and not in the right spot, but you don't know what to do. Um, yes, I would be, I'd be happy to. That's awesome. What's yeah. the, what's the easiest way? I know I know you're really active on LinkedIn. I see your content. A good job, by the way, on that. I love I love all the video Thanks. content you guys are publishing. Um, is that the best way to reach you, or maybe we plug the website? Um, yeah, you can reach me um, through our website through LinkedIn. Um, we just uh, launched our Instagram. Um, we really don't know what we're doing, but we you know we're trying. You just gotta put yourself out there. Listen, yeah, um, that's, right. that's yeah. it. That's, yeah. that's half the battle, right? Is being present. Oh, yeah. That's half the battle. You're yeah. not going to be perfect from the get-go. Um, it's just learning through that experience. But yeah, it, LinkedIn or um, through our, our website would be good good ways to get through to me. What's the uh, what's the website URL? Um, it's www.fordfg.com. Awesome. I guess I could have left the www outfit. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> That's, that's the given part, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. we, uh, so here's what's funny is, yeah, you got you got to put it out there. Being present is half the battle. Um, if you go to my YouTube channel, our social advisors YouTube channel, like I got a man bun for a period of it. I'm going through the mustache <laughs> period now. We'll look back on these moments. So the videos have gotten a lot better. But I look back at those and I, Aaron, they're cringeworthy. They really are. And, but you can see how far you've grown. Yeah, right. There's yeah. that part of it. And, and you know, 10 years from now, I'll be talking about how cringeworthy the mustache phase was. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's kind of a joke. I've never had this before. It was, uh, I was a challenge in the office. And uh, like, uh, we've got a Logan in our office challenged me to a beard off. That's and funny. and I just couldn't handle the beard anymore. So I had to bring it down to brown. <laughs> So, so I'm I'm having fun with it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Aaron Redman, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time of your time today. Um, you've got a you've got a unique path. You've got a unique perspective, and uh, and really that's what we want to bring to our listening audience and give them you know giving people confidence to know that if you're stuck in a position that you don't want to be in, there are other options in this industry. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so you exemplify that. So Aaron, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of opportunity teaching education now with advice pay is just, you know, research, talk to people and you can definitely figure it out, find your way. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So on behalf of Aaron Redman with Ford Financial Group, and I don't think I said it at the head of the show in Fresno, California. I forgot to announce where you were at, so my apologies for that. On behalf of Aaron Redman and myself, Charlie Van Derven, thank you for joining us on another episode of RAA Collective. Now, 
we are, this is, this is kind of a passion project, right? So it's not like we're out there seeking big sponsorship, maybe one day, you know, maybe one day we'll monetize it. That's not our goal right now. Our goal is to help people move towards independence. So if you know anybody that should listen to this episode or another episode of RA Collective, please share this with them. And if you enjoyed what you're listening to, give us a review, helps us reach more people on the various listening platforms. So Aaron, once again, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You got it. My pleasure. And for all of you who spent some time listening to our episode, thanks for taking some time out of your life to join with us. Appreciate you listening to RAA Collective. You've just listened to another episode of RIA Collective with your host, Charlie Van Derven. For more information, visit riacollective.com. Now, have a great day.